0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zubi. My name is Zubi, and if you are brand new to the show, this show is all about Magic the Gathering, a little well-known card game that some of you may know. And this is a show where I like to bring on content creators, uh, pro players, and many more to interview them about their lives and their involvement with Magic the Gathering as well as the content creation game. And I like to also have solo episodes where I just rant and rave about Magic the Gathering and cards and decks and social issues and whatever the hell else I feel like talking about. So, before we get into the show, uh, some announcements here. Uh, magic wazubi is going to be scheduled to be at Grand Prix Orlando from august 10th through the 12th also Grand Prix Atlanta from November 2nd through the 4th uh, magic wazubi can be found on facebook.com magic on Twitter at magic on instagram I keep forgetting to mention instagram at magic underscore with underscore zubi I think that's what it is um, gmail mtgzubi at gmail.com We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and your favorite podcast app out there. Uh, We're also on YouTube. Just search for YouTube. Um, Just search for Magic with Zuby, I mean. And... Yeah, Magic Zuby is sponsored by manatraders.com. Uh, if you're tired of buying singles in order to pay play in events on Magic Online, Manatraders has your back. You can get 15% off your first 3 months today if you use promo code MTGZUBY on checkout. That's MTGZUBY, that's M T G Z U B Y at manatraders.com. And here are the rest of the ads here. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow! Free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing! You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt! Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh God, my house. All right, so how is everyone doing today? I hope you're all doing very well. So we just had the Battle Bond release event or the preview event past couple weeks. As of this recording, it was when I went last weekend, I think it was. And um, I got to say, the set, really, really fun. Um, Can't wait to get my box and play with my friends. I was really surprised by the fact that uh, when you're doing two-headed giant, you're only getting three packs per person, so it was really hard to build a deck because you're so limited on what you could, you know, actually build. Uh, the breakout cards that we managed to draft were, um, oh, jeez, I don't, e- we didn't even really have any bombs, so to say, except for Sour of Temptation, which allows me to take control of one of the opponent's creatures as long as I control sour of temptation which did help us win games other than that we did not really have any good bombs we built uh my buddy George and I who you've probably seen on my YouTube channel when we did the Zendikar box opening uh he and I god we we had nothing but trash i did manage to pull you know out of the six packs a mycosynth lattice i'm probably saying that completely wrong but that was completely useless in uh, the drafting portion and I managed to snag a oh god what is it I got the pile right here hold on going through because this is really good radio a Spellseeker I managed to pull a Spellseeker but she was not good enough to put in either of our decks because it was just there, there was no good cards to pull for two mana or yeah two converted mana or less for incense or sorceries. so yeah I mean, we went 2-2, and and our first two matches were really fun, um, really close games, and really cool opponents. And so I kind of wanted to talk about something today, and I'm probably going to get some heat for it. And it's just, we need to talk about it, because it's sort of one of those things that's sort of not talked about too much, right? And that is sort of the social issues, or even an image problem for Magic the Gathering. So I'm not gonna name any names or stores or any place or any place like that of where I had the Battle Bond event. And like I said, I'm not gonna name any names. So and and you know this story isn't even about people that were assholes or mean while playing the event. It was <laughs> and and if you've been to a lot of game stores like I have, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a huge Immaturity problem. Especially. Maybe it's just my area. But a huge immaturity problem. At least in my area for Magic the Gathering. And I don't. And I'm not talking about people that are. In their early 20s. Or teenagers. Or late teens. Right. So I, I'm pushing 32 right now. I'm, I'm an old man. According to everybody. Alright. I'm so old in the Magic community. You know. Blah blah blah. And. um, I'm talking about people. People that I, I guess aren't exactly the most mature and they seem to be about my age maybe even older and I, I guess a lot of what I'm talking about is there's a lack of social decorum when it comes to a lot of Magic players and, and the, the BattleBond event just really highlighted it and my buddy George and I were having such a good time in the first two matches our opponents were really nice and cool and then we got to the last two matches and it was like we wanted to quit magic and stop playing because our opponents were just I lack of a better word, just very immature. And it's it's a problem, right? And I, I will preface this that they were not mean. That our opponents were not mean in any way. They were not assholes. They were not one of those um rules lawyers or anything like that. It was It was like dealing with a grown-up man that was acting like an 11 or 12 year old, almost acting like my nine-year-old. All right, you know, I I wouldn't expect a man who's almost 40 years old, maybe in their mid-thirties, to act like a nine or 10-year-old. And it's and and I understand it's the pre-release event like these are they are meant for a good time, and I, I can understand the joking and. You know, the laughing and all that stuff. I have no problems with that, but it's to the point where you're just annoying. So I guess some examples, you're probably wondering, like, well, Zuby, what the hell are you talking about? You know, how are they being immature? I guess a lot of it was, for example, uh, our, our third match opponent which just make a lot of jokes, right? And there were often very times cringy jokes, borderline, you know, very uncomfortable and I would just be like, "Hey, that's not funny" or anything like that. And then not really understand the cue, the social cue that, "Hey, you're kind of making your opponent's uncomfortable, just kind of stop it," okay? And you can see that we're getting visibly annoyed. And it and it wasn't to the point like where they were making jokes that were border that that weren't really offensive per se, you know, just Making the same freaking meme-tastic jokes, right? I'm not the biggest fan of memes. I I, I do like my fair share of memes, but it's in, in small doses, right? I'm not one of those people. I'm just gonna keep quoting memes all the time, Alright. I, I guess that's the best way to put it. I'm I'm not a meme connoisseur or whatever the hell. I don't even know what the hell you would even say. But so it, it would be it would be stuff like that, like keep repeating meme jokes or. Just really stupid, cringy jokes and just being really, I I guess, very excitable and, you know, and you you could tell that they're having it, I guess, trying to have a good time, but also not understanding that they're being extremely annoying at the same time. And even after telling them, like, hey, calm down and all that stuff, let's just try and play and then and not getting it not understanding it, and it wouldn't be bad if that was a one time occurrence but then the same exact thing happened in the next match but almost like tenfold where it was almost the same and very annoying and then of course there was another player that we weren't even playing with was doing the same exact stuff that was to the table right next to us and it was just very loud and annoying and of course it's getting to be almost 1am at this point and it's just extremely annoying right and you can't concentrate you're just you're just like I just want to play the game I don't need jokes every single time right it's like we're, we're not really friends here i don't know you personally and you're not getting the social cues that i don't even really find anything you're saying funny and it's just like just cut it out stop and it's eh, it sounds like a bitch fest right and it's i wish this was a kind of one time occurrence and the best way i can describe it is when i'm with my friends my good friends you know we can all act like asshats right but when i am in a social setting where i'm with a group of people that i may not know i'm going to act cordial and you know very very nice and you know if i get the social cue that they're you know hey hey we can be meme tastic together or whatever hey you know that that'll be that's fine right um and it's i i just feel like there is a lot of that in the magic community at least where i'm at i'm just talking about where i'm at where people just don't understand those social cues it's like hey as soon as you get to an lgs it's okay to act like an ass an immature asshat the whole time right and it it it's bad. It's annoying. And it makes me, I mean, I am I, I hate to talk about this crap, right? I'm a white male, okay? And, you know, it makes me feel uncomfortable to go to game stores like that. Well, I know for 100% sure I can be an immature asshat, but I'm not going to be like that in front of strangers that I don't know. It's like I, I sort of want to put on a good impression, right? Um, and... And it's just all too common. I see it and I don't know what it's like in all the other areas around the world or anything like that. I'm just going by my experiences here and it's a very common thing. Now I expect, I don't expect people that are teenagers, late teens, or even maybe early twenties to act completely, you know, for lack of a better word, normal in social situation. That's fine. But I feel like so many times when they get into this LGS setting it's like hey it's okay for me to act immature and as hattery and then it and it really makes me open up my eyes and it's like well no wonder we're not getting new people coming into magic who wants to go to a store where the you know 30 to 40 year olds are acting immature like this i mean it's it's not fun a lot of times and it's different when you're a part of that group, right? When you're a part of the store regulars and you can be a part of that stupid-ass hattery, right? So, and, and you don't even really realize it until you're outside of that. you know. It for, for a little example, if you're one of those store regulars and you get along with everybody and you feel like you're not... I don't even want to say part of the problem, but part of the problem, go to another store that you don't know anyone there... And just see what it's like and, you know, see if people also act like that as well. Um, and it's, it, th- th- there is an image problem in magic. I'm just going to flat out come out and say it. There, There's an image problem. There's a social problem in magic. And a lot of people will talk about, you know, why there aren't women playing more competitive magic or why, you know, wh- whoever else, um, trans people and, non-binary and whatever else uh, other kind of people not playing more magic is because and I, I'm, I'm not saying this is the reason but I would almost have to assume this has got to be part of the reason they don't want to be you know made uncomfortable now I know that I don't experience any kind of sexism or sexual discrimination or anything like that uh, when I enter these stores but there have been stores where you can tell that they have that tight knit community and you go if you're visiting the store for a first time and they'll just look at you stare at you like oh who's this new person now i know that's not the same as what women or other people may experience but it's it i mean i would only have to assume it's something similar right and it it does make you feel uncomfortable where you know why can't people just sort of act normal sometimes but and and it, 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 I feel like it is a problem and it's not just at LGS I mean you you would experience this more at LGS than compared to a GP or a Star City Open right because th- those are such bigger crowds that not everybody's going to stare at every single person that walks in the door right um, but when you go to this LGS event where a lot of the magic playing does occur you know every weekend or even throughout the day it you know it's makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, George and I tried another new game shop um that was, you know, probably about 30 minutes away from us and it we walked in and everybody was just staring at us and it kind of made us feel uncomfortable and we just sort of you know, we didn't feel very like the the owners of the store were very inviting. They were very nice and all that stuff. I'm, I'm not talking bad about the store owners, but the players there they just sort of were just staring at us and George and I just went to our own little corner and played magic for about two to three hours and left and it's like not one single person felt inviting to us at all All right, and it's it was very awkward and granted we didn't try to socialize with people because they were just giving us these weird stares so we were just kind of like oh, what the hell are we doing here type thing and plus there was no organization there was no FNM going on or anything it was just sort of casual free play type thing and yeah it was just very very awkward so i i guess the point that i'm trying to get back to is yeah there is a social problem in magic and it's and i i know this is typically a game for lack of a better word the social outcast outcast type or at least that's how it's been for a long time that you know the magic and D and the video games were for the social outcast and you know, it's for people that just want to get away from society. You know, for a long time, it was, you know, the the place for people like that, the nerds and the geeks, to come and play at. But now, that especially D and D and even Magic are getting more socially acceptable, you're attracting more of the non geek, non nerds. I guess. I mean, I don't. I don't even know. Or I, I guess the 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 right term would be the. The classical nerd, right? Because people like to, when people are talking politics, like I'm a classical liberal, I'm a classical Republican. Well, these are classical nerds and geeks, right? These are more of the the new geeks, the the people that are into Marvel movies and comics, and they want to, you know, get into D and D and magic. I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all, but I, I don't know any other way to describe it. And um, I've talked about this before in the podcast where it's it's amazing how acceptable these hobbies have become compared to you go look back at the nineties and the early two thousands where they were not acceptable in any way in terms of a societal view. Now they're becoming more acceptable. And so you're attracting the quote unquote normal people. I mean, not that they're normal, but the, the non-typical geek or nerd, and it's becoming noticeable when those two kind of groups clash and you're just, And I'm not saying I'm the... I'm your friggin' typical geek nerd. I mean, I've been into magic for so long, D&D and all that kind of stuff. But And there was a long time where I wasn't very uh, social, right? Um, I mean, this podcast has definitely helped. And even playing magic has definitely helped. And, you know, working in an environment where you had to have a lot of decorum and had to act very right and proper... You learn quickly, you know how to act in a social setting where you don't act like an asshat, is lack of a better word. And like I said, getting back to the point is magic does have this problem, and it's not just magic; it's D and D, video games, just anything you can imagine. And so, what do we do? What do we do? It's I mean, when last week's episode with Tappy Toe Claws, uh, Sydney. And we were talking about, you know, I, I, I at least I was really re- reiterating the point that it's up to the owners to really stop this kind of behavior, first of all. And, you know, not saying like, oh, hey, ban everybody right away, but just be like, hey, you know, d- just have some common sense type things. And it's... I mean, it, it can be really frustrating as, you know, a new person coming into a new store and you see that kind of ass hattery and you're just sort of like, okay, I just want to come and play Magic. Um, another good example was George and I went to a shop um, one of one of our shops had just closed down and we wanted to go for FNM, and and we go to this shop, we walk in and it's gr- granted it was a much younger crowd than us, um, probably like late teens early 20s and everybody was so rowdy and rambunctious and they were trying to get fnm started and we got signed up and we're just waiting around and we just see everybody acting i, I guess like they're all hepped up on sugar i, I guess <laughs> like they're all sugared up or really really hyper and you're and george and i are looking at each other like I don't think I can handle this man. And granted it was a group of a lot of younger players, maybe even some players our age, but so hyper and loud. And George and I took one look at each other and like, let's get out of here. Like, I, I don't think I can handle it. We got our money back and left and <laughs> we came back to my house and played some standard and cube that night. Cause we just couldn't handle it. We could not handle the, um, the, the rambunctiousness and, like I said, usually I'm I'm pr- I'm a pretty laid back person. I don't mind a little bit of rowdiness and all that, but dude, that was just way too much. It it was way too much, man. And like I said, can you imagine someone brand new to magic wanting to try out magic for the first time and they walk into a store like that where it's it almost felt like a daycare in a sense. You know how if you go into a daycare with you know, four to five year olds, and they're all running around, screaming and playing and having fun. That's what it felt like. It's what it felt like. But replace the four to five year olds with people ages, you know, seventeen to forty, right? And it was just like, oh Jesus Christ, let's get out of here, man. And it was bad. So, and like, what do you do in situations like that? I mean, one, you just leave the store, and two, it's as as a store. And if I was that store owner, I would just be like, guys let's keep it down alright let's calm down play some magic and you know it's I, I just don't and that that's just a lot of me personally and like I said I really think there is some social issue and it I, I think it's more prevalent more than anything at the local LGS level and it's it, and like I said, this could all just be my area, right? This could only just be happening in Florida and everywhere else within the United States and within the world. It's all normal, right? It could just be my area. Maybe I just have a crazy area. I mean, this is Florida, home of Florida man, <laughs> you know, home of hurricanes and cracked out people eating faces. So maybe it's just my area. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. It's probably just Florida. So that brings me on to my next topic here. LGS horror stories. All right. I'm sure I've talked about some of these stories on episodes before, but I want to get down and dirty with some of these. And it's these are all stories that I have personally experienced. And then a little bit later on, I put up a Reddit thread, you know, asking people to tell me their LGS horror stories. And I'm going to read some of them and just. <laughs> some of them are pretty good. It did get a lot of response. I mean, heck, it got such a good response that I got banned from the Magic Reddit for a week or two because I who the hell knows. You know, I, I <laughs> and I'll even read I'll even read what I posted in there. And you tell me, my listeners, if that was ban-worthy or not. So, all right, l- let's get into some LG's horror stories here. Um, let's start with some of the i'll i'll save the best one for last and and the best one for last um yeah I'll, I'll just save the best one for last so there was um back in battle for zendikar we were drafting i think it was a friday or saturday night and i still remember this draft because i went three and zero, and i in one of my prize packs had a scalding tarn exhibition or expedition and um I and I I still remember this because I sold that scalding tarn immediately and put that money towards my down payment of my house. I mean, it was only three hundred bucks, but hey, three hundred bucks is three hundred bucks. It helped me to buy my house. So, and I still remember this draft because my pack one pick one was Ulamog the ceaseless hunger. Of course, I'm gonna choose that. And then I still remember my pack two pick or my my pack two pick one was apart the water veil. And then someone passed me a desolation twin or no no i think that was something else no someone passed me a um conduit of ruin so i could fetch my Ulamog, and i just like got a bunch of ramp and a bunch of other small eldrazi and i just wiped the floor i went 3 and 0 but i do remember my first opponent he was one of those you know well-known players in in the shop and in the area and he was one of those types, and everybody knows those types who thought they were so good at magic and you know can't be beaten by anybody, and I've always just been one of those like, eh, whatever. You know, if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. Okay. I mean, uh, definitely not all the time. There have been times where it's like, all right, I got this awesome deck. I'm going to win. I'm going to win, and then I get kind of salty when I lose. But, you know, it's I'm getting to the point now where I just don't even care anymore. It's I, I have no no desire to go pro or anything like that. You know, I obviously want to get better as a player, but I'm not going to strive towards, you know, being the best or anything. I don't have any desire anymore. But, so anyway, this is one of those players who thought, you know, they they were almost like God's gift to magic, right? And I'm not going to name any names here or anything like that. So. Um, so he and I were playing, and, you know, obviously I won 2-0 and it's just he got so mad he he and it was just one of those just he just started ripping up his cards right in front of me and just like throwing them everywhere and then just threw the rest in the trash and i do remember he had some good cards that were worth money but he didn't care he just threw them up he just tore them up threw, threw them in the trash and threw them everywhere and just walked out stormed out and i don't think i saw him at least at that store for maybe almost six months to a year at that point I don't know if I made him rage quit or what but this was a guy that's been known to do that kind of stuff and I mean it's not really much of a horror story it's it almost sounds like hey this is a common event that does happen in magic and you know sometimes it does but it was just kind of like one of those where you're just like dude it's the first round of the the draft, I mean, it was only three rounds. Granted, he wouldn't be getting first place, but you could at least still try to go 2-1 and get something. But it was just, you know, why do that? Why just tear up your cards and throw them away like that and just get so angry? And it's that that kind of mentality I'll never understand. I mean, it's I have been known to get mad at video games. I mean, ask my wife and she'll tell you. And um, <laughs> But it's... Yeah, that I don't understand. I don't get it. There was another time during an M15 draft. um, I don't exactly remember what I drafted. I remember I had the whole Scuttling Doom Engine Shrapnel Blast combo with Generator Servant. And the guy I was up against was a well-known rager. Like, he would rage every time he would lose. And he was playing an aggressive goblin, like, mono-red deck or something in draft. And I was playing blue-red, uh, kind of control, m- more control more than anything. And he was going to swing in for the kill at one point, And I just, um, I didn't have anything on board. And he just comes and saying, "You're gonna die. You're gonna die. You know, you have you have no way of getting out of this. You have no way of getting out of this. You know, just talking like such a big game." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, we'll just go ahead and swing." And he's like, "I don't even know why you're still playing. You know, why don't you just quit right now?" So I'm just saying, "I'm like, okay, we'll just l- let's keep going. Let's keep going with the game." And he goes and swings, and then I had in my hand an aether spouts, and what aether spouts does, in case you don't know, it is a a three and two blue instance for each attacking creature. It's owner puts it on the top or bottom of his or her library. And I do remember, uh, some of his creatures were tokens and some of them were regular creatures. So he just got so mad. He didn't quit right then and there. He, um, he was just frothing at the mouth. Right. So he was just muttering and all that stuff. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Um, um, and of course me I'm just thinking to myself go ahead say something say something you know go say something mean right or say something bad I'll get your ass thrown out of here so quickly that that, that those were my thoughts um I didn't say that though and so I am the next turn I play a scuttling doom engine and of course he's just getting so angry he was at like 15 or something and I <clears throat> and if you don't remember what scuttling doom engine does hold on let me pull it up here Scuttling Doom Engine is a 6-mana artifact creature construct, 6-6, six, six, and it can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less. When it dies, it deals 6 damage to target opponent or planeswalker. So add the Scuttling Doom Engine Shrapnel Blast combo, and Shrapnel Blast is a 1 in a red instant as an additional cost to cast the spell. Sacrifice an artifact, Shrapnel Blast deals 5 damage to any target. So I played Scuttling Doom Engine, then my next turn he he played like some goblins or something on my next turn i went and swung with scuttling doom engine he couldn't block took six damage and then right after that i cast shrapnel blast and beat him for the win of that match and he just got up and quit and threw his cards away and was just so mad and i don't i've seen him here and there in the area and i don't know if he remembers that but i have beaten him before in standard and gotten him mad but nothing quite like like that story so that that was pretty funny um I mean, <laughs> some of these stories are, you know, funny. I, I come across other stories, you know, uh, players where, you know, you beat them, they get salty and lose and all that stuff. But this next person here, this isn't the coup de gras, by the way. This next person here, there was one time he was a person who would get mad literally everything. He'd be winning and would get mad because the other person would play a spell he wouldn't like and he would get so mad even if he had the win in his hand and would win in the next turn he would get mad he was one of those kind of players so there was one time and the first story I'll say there was one time I don't remember what deck I was playing I don't even remember what standard it was but there was one time I could tell this guy was having such a bad day this was the first round of the night he he looked like he was having such a bad day And I was obviously playing a better deck than he was, and I was beating him. And I beat him in the first round very handedly. I don't remember what I was playing, what he was playing. And so the next two games I purposely lost because I could tell he needed this win. And maybe he didn't really need it, but I felt so bad because he just looked like he was about to cry and just have the worst day imaginable. And maybe something really bad happened Earlier that day, right? So I felt bad. I let him win and then, you know, come to find out I should have never did that because, you know, he went on the rest of that night acting like a complete asshat thinking he's God's gift to magic and, you know, (laughs) so and I I told my buddy George about this and he just kind of not really got mad, but he's just like, dude, why'd you do that? I'm just like, dude, I felt really bad, man. He needed It looked like he needed that win. I don't need the win. I don't really care. And so there was another time I was playing him and so I kind of learned my lesson after that first part. And so the next time I played him, he was getting really close to beating me and he had, I guess this was around Theros cons then because I think I was trying to play my teamer deck and I was trying to make teamer work. Obviously, you know, Savage Knuckleblade, unfortunately teamer was just not good back then. And I, he he played an arbor colossus and got it to monstrosity and and um i had a Siroc dragon claw on the field and that was the only creature i had and he, yeah he had that uh, that arbor colossus and i'm thinking to myself oh great i'm going to die if i don't do something so i so all i had on my hand was a twin flame and then i draw a um act of treason so i cast the act of treason targeting his arbor colossus then cast twin flame copying the arbor colossus um you know so i have a token and then i just swing all out and kill him and i have never seen someone so mad that they started crying and it was just he was he just got up and left and walked outside and and he had he has a he had a younger brother play and they were just out he was out there he was just yelling screaming and crying and i'm just like oh my god what the (laughs) hell i'm just thinking to myself, that guy had more problems than just getting mad at magic and it's just and I'm thinking to myself, like, if this guy's going to swing on me, shit, I really don't want to start fighting and all that, because I thought that was going to happen, like, he was just going to do something, but no he just ran out the store crying and I'm just thinking to myself, oh my god um <laughs> so, yeah, that player I he, I think he eventually went off to college or moved away somewhere and I've never seen them since um in this area and that was yeah like Theros Khan so that was M15 was 2004 so yeah that was over four years ago holy shit so the next one this is the coup de grace and I kind of wish I was making this up here and if anyone from my shop is listening they're gonna know exactly who I'm talking about because this was such so there was a magic couple, a husband and wife, and let's just say that they were not the best of people in society. I, I guess I will, I will preface it that way. They were not, <laughs> they were not high class people <laughs> in society. They, oh God, um, I don't even. I I think the husband was an army vet or navy or air force something like that. He he was a veteran. And um, he couldn't work anymore. He was on Social Security, I think, something like that. Or So he and his wife would spend all their time, almost every day, at the LGS that I would frequent. And so that doesn't sound too bad, right? Just husband and wife spending all day at a card store. Not not too bad. But they would bring their not-even-year-old baby there and keep that baby there from open to close. You're talking about over 12 hours. And they would just keep that baby strapped to a car seat all day and every day during FNM, during the weekend events and all that. And you could just tell that baby did not want to be there. That baby did not want to be strapped to the car seat. That baby would be tired, hungry, hot, sweating. They wouldn't change that baby's diaper. They wouldn't... They would purposely not feed the baby because they were in the middle of an EDH game because that was their game to play was EDH and um, I felt so bad for the wife too I felt really bad I and I I didn't want to like get in the middle of their marriage or anything like that you know because I'm not gonna go up to a wife and just be like hey how about you tell your husband just to take, take you and the baby home you know you could definitely tell I don't want to say that he beat his wife Or anything like that. But you could definitely tell she was afraid of him. Because anytime he'd give her this look. Or he'd say something. She would just get this almost scared look. I mean obviously if he was physically abusing her in any way. There weren't any noticeable marks from the clothes she wore. You know there wasn't anything on her face or legs or arms or anything like that. So I don't know. But the way she was acting was definitely sort of like battered wife and it was, it was really very uncomfortable so um, <laughs> so I did not like this guy one bit, anybody who's listening from my own shop, they know exactly who I'm talking about Um, so I did not like this guy one bit he would constantly cheat in EDH and just normal games of EDH where there's no prizes or stakes at the table he would play two lands, he would draw extra cards and I remember this one time I was playing with him it was me, his wife, and him, and some other guy, I don't remember who it was, we were all just playing a friendly game of EDH, and he was cheating, and I was having to tell him, like, hey, you know, you drew an extra card there, or you played an extra land." he was just looking at me like, oh, hey, we're just playing casually, right? We're just playing, no need to get all, you know, uppity about the rules, I'm like, dude, but you're cheating, man, like, come on, put the card back. And then he would be like, okay, okay, and put it back. And then, of course, if I looked away for a second, he would go and put the extra land down or draw the extra card. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so, so that wasn't even the worst part of it. So, of course, he's playing to my right, and he has the baby in between us, and the poor baby is just screaming, crying, or whatever, or being silent. I don't remember exactly what. And his wife, his wife was playing, you know, right across from me. And she knocked my deck down. I was, I don't remember what deck I was playing, but she knocked it down. And I'm pretty sure it was by complete accident that she knocked it down because her deck was like almost right next to my deck. And, and the look on her face when she knocked it down, she just had this look of dread. She, she, as soon as she knocked it down, she looked at me for a second and looked at her husband and just, j- just this look of terror. And he's just looking at her with this straight face and says, help him pick up his cards. And I'm just like, hey, hey, man. No, it's okay. I got it. It's an accident. It's fine. And I, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen. Or, like, is he going to just yell at her or beat her or something? I'm just... I was fearing for her because I'm just, like, telling him over, like, hey, man, it's an accident. It's fine. And she scrambles to get up from her seat and tries to help me. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It was an accident. It's fine. Like, I did not detect any maliciousness of her knocking my deck down or anything. Probably at the, t- well, at the time that I was picking up my cards, he was cheating some more. So that was probably that. <laughs> so I, I go and get my deck all ready. And then the baby starts crying. And I can't tell if the baby was tired, hungry, needed diaper change. The guy looks at me, he's like, hey, do you mind, you know, helping me with the baby? Do you mind taking her out and holding her while I do this or that? And I'm like, I'm like, no, that's not my kid. And I'm like, you need to take care of her or whatever. And I made a comment, like, I don't even know why you still even have her here. She obviously wants to go home. And he just looks at me, he's like, hey, man, you know, this is my kid. I don't know why you're getting in the middle of this. I'm just... And I just go on like, dude, you've been here. You're here every day. There's dirty diapers out in the parking lot, just thrown about. And oh, I just got so mad, and I'm I had to bite my tongue and just hold it. And it was just, oh my gosh, it, it was bad. So this guy, there was um, there was another time where I was playing EDH, and it wasn't with him, but uh, this girl that I was playing with. Uh, Obviously, the baby starts crying, and she just starts yelling, like, take the fucking baby home, get him out of here, and this and that, and um, yeah, it it was bad, Um, and they just start getting into an argument, yelling, and then, I mean, this lasted for almost two to three months where they were just bringing that baby every day, and I would complain to the owner so much, like, please stop them from bringing this baby in. You know, it's getting annoying. I don't want to be here. It's annoying other customers. And the owner eventually just told him, hey, you know, you can't bring the baby. And then and then the guy got banned for cheating so much. But yeah, that was my coup de grace. That was the, oh my gosh. And I felt so bad for that wife. I don't, I don't know whatever happened to him because they got banned from the store and I've never seen him again. And it was just, I felt, more, I felt really bad for the wife and the kid because you could tell that he, like I said, I don't want to accuse that he was beating her or anything, but you could tell she was obviously scared of him, and yeah, that, that was bad. So that was my coup de grace LGS horror story right there, and um, yeah, next we're going to discuss some other horror stories that I posted on a thread on Reddit. So I posted a thread on the official Magic the Gathering subreddit uh, titled Tell Me Your LGS Horror Stories because I had a lot of stories to tell and I wanted to hear some from other people on the internet and these were the best ones I could find. I had over 200 comments and these were the best ones I could find on that thread. Uh, Walker underscore ID says... Evidently, half the people don't know how to shower or wipe their asses. It is a thing of nightmares. Yes, I have been there. There was a LGS that shall remain nameless that I only visited twice. And both times, the store was completely messy as all hell. And it stank to high heavens. And the people there were just fucking gross. And people wonder why there's not a lot of people coming into your fucking lgs and wanting to play magic is because people don't know how to freaking shower or wipe their asses or know what deodorant is it is and this is almost every single time i go to an lgs and there's someone that stinks i don't care if you just got off work and you know you know you're a mechanic or you work outside all day you know before you even come to the lgs take A fucking shower. Yes, that is harsh. But take a shower or spray some frickin' axe or deodorant or something. Stop stinking up the place. Do not come into the store. God damn! if I was a store owner, I would not allow you in my place of business for you fucking smelling like that. This happens way too often. I'm sure it happens all around the world. Okay, Zuby ran over because that one just gets under my nerves so bad. When people show up and they stink and they just freaking ridiculously stink it's bad all right (laughs) so enough raging uh another person called church (laughs) fucker 45 he said or they said there was one local gaming store great place then someone who was upset at him for not buying a bunch of crap started his own gaming store and oh lord it's a nightmare the bad store is fucking awful I went in to see what it was like hearing horror stories, but holy shit, I was not ready for the reality that it was. So I walk in and knowing it's supposed to be a horror show, I didn't bring decks or anything. I left them in my car, and thank God I did. As I entered, one guy came running up to me and started looking all over me and was saying, It's a $10 table fee, you brought decks in, right? It's a $10 table fee even if you don't play. I was like, play what, decks? I was hoping to see if you have Shadowrun books. And, of course, there goes my fucking phone. Because, you know, that's just how things go. Um, What was it? He got all salty and said, yeah, they're over there and stormed off. So I looked around and they had these old pool tables that had been made into gaming tables and cheap-ass desk chairs from Staples. Another worker there was like, we rent those tape for tabletop games too. $15 an hour for roleplay. Great chairs and space to play. He was fucking serious. Uh, this is him putting in the curse words, not me. So I looked So I looked at the Battletech tech lead or so I looked they had Battletech lead for 20 times more than even the crazy fuckers online listed for the books marked up a jar of d20s that were two dollars a piece a huge wall of Pinewood Derby stuff and model train stuff that was overpriced and a huge box with a few bills in it and a sign that said donations for helping children which which since it was no more specific than that I can only assume they meant their own pockets. So I started to leave, and the one guy was like, if you play Magic, you have to come back, and if you do, it's a $10 door charge. Like, was that a threat or what? I don't know. I noped the fuck out of there. The feud, I guess, came from that guy a few years ago from the good game store not buying that overpriced Battletech lead or lead. I don't. What What is Battletech lead or lead? I don't know what the hell that is. So that's what led this guy thinking he can run our good store out of business. Yeah, not so much. I drive by there, and... and and they aren't open much and have a sign saying to call them if you need them to open. What? <laughs> I tried. Um, also, one Friday night, we were late at the good store and someone showed up and started throwing empty liquor bottles at the door and sidewalk of the goods store and ran off. Take a guess. It was the dude who was threatening me for $10 a table. So, yeah. Shit show. No one goes there. Oh, man. Thank... Oh, yeah. You did the right thing and noped the fuck out of there. Someone was saying... They charge $10 just to walk in and play Magic. No, get the fuck out of here. Um, Next guy from Davran, or Davran, Davran, D-A-V-R-A-N. We've got this guy who shows up every once in a while. Dude is like 50 and a certified nice guy to hear him tell it. He'd be on the pro tour if he had the time. He always brings his Trade Binder, then tries to shark the little kids out of their playables in exchange for a big pile of bulk. When we're drafting, he's the guy who looks at every pack and goes, Why is this still here? Oh, well, I'll take it, I guess. Oh, my God. Before I go any further, I can't stand people like that at all. You know, especially if you know there's some new people drafting and they're going to be like, Oh, I don't understand why this card's here. Why would you pass this? Oh, and just act like a complete fucking asset. You're the reason why people don't want to come and play Magic with you, okay? Fuck off. I'm a little bit heated up right now, if you can't tell. Um, Come game time, he'll call your plays for you before you make them. Then if you make a play he didn't call, he'll question why you made it right then. For example, I was playing against him one week and getting beaten down by this 5-5 flyer. The thing did like 15 damage to me. I peeled a removal spell off the top of my deck, so he swings for lethal. I cast the removal, and dude goes, Oh, you do have it. Why didn't you do that two turns ago? Then pauses for a second and goes, did you just draw that or something? Nah, dude, figured I'd take 15 for no fucking reason. Jesus Christ, I hate people like that too. Go fuck yourselves. Um, as if that wasn't enough, this guy has an opinion about everything. Politics, he'll tell you. What kind of chicken wings you should order? Listen here, friend. That card you're playing in your EDH deck? Here's why it sucks and why you suck for liking it. Your draft deck is terrible because you passed him that random off-color card pack 3. That would have been a good splash. Didn't you see it? Oh, my God. I'm getting I'm getting tensed up and raging just thinking about this because I know exactly who this guy is talking about. I I don't know exactly who this guy is talking about. Like, I don't know who it is, but I know the exact kind of person he's talking about. It's so fucking annoying. Finally, and worst of all, this dude is the founding member of Bragging Camp. You know the type, always one-upping whatever you're talking about. He's definitely got the nicer car, makes more money at his job, or took a better vacation, all of that. Seriously, fucking annoying. Yeah, he's the type of person that you could say, hey, I won, you know, a billion dollar lottery. he would be like, oh, that's cool. I won the two billion dollar lottery that didn't even fucking happen because it happened in my dreams and I'm a fucking loser who just comes to the goddamn LGS every day and fucking play magic and not do anything with my life. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really projecting, aren't I? Um, yeah. So, uh, click, click, click from Reddit. That, that's his actual name, click, click, click. All right, perfect time to share this. I'm a mean person, and my favorite word is no. So naturally, I play click as my commander. Or click, click. I, 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 Vendilian click, I, call, I say click. For context, there's this player who shall rename nameless that's always, and I mean always eating while playing and buying food in the middle of rounds. He must weigh something around 300 pounds, and he is famous for breaking chairs left and right. We call him Omnath Locus of Burritos or whatever. <laughs> fuck. Um, so six months ago, in the middle of round three, as I was countering something, making someone wish they had better friends than me, <laughs> suddenly there is commotion in the area behind us. People start saying, dude, what the fuck? And what's happening? And oh no, right before scattering like alley cats after a car turns on. I turned my head back just in time to see Doomsday and wish I could carve my eyes out with a spoon. <laughs> oh, God. Omnath is on the floor. Another chair broke in line and a pool of his own shit. It looked like a raging river of mud, and I was actually amazed that even a guy his size could hold held so much inside him. Seriously, it was something between a mudslide and a middle-sized swamp. Oh, Jesus Christ. People gathered their possessions and ran for their lives to flee from the most evil, gut-wrenching smell you can possibly imagine, and that was it for the day. Omnath was never to be seen again, and the LGS owner later told us he had to call in professional cleaning services. Never forget the day we were toxic deluged in real life. Feels bad, man. I can't say I ever experienced anything like that at an LGS. Uh, You you know, someone shitting themselves and an LGS having to call cleaning service uh you do want to hear a story about the time i did shit myself while on the job um i was oh you you don't want to hear oh well i'm gonna say it anyway so um i had to have been 18 or 19 and i was delivering pizza at the time I, i was still in college i'm pretty sure i was still in college and um and so i'm delivering pizza And I feel fine. Um, You know, I deliver the pizza, then I get back in the car, I'm heading back to the store. I was delivering pizza for Little Caesars, by the way, when they delivered. That just shows you how long ago it was. And so I'm I'm driving back to the store, and then all of a sudden, my stomach just rumbles. Like, you you know how your stomach kind of rumbles, and you know you've got that feeling like, oh man, I got a crap. And so it rumbled and I'm like, oh, God, you know, you have that feeling like, oh, man, I better, you know, hurry back and get to the bathroom because I got to let loose. So it rumbled. And then I'm just like, "Okay, okay." So I start speeding up a little bit. My stomach rumbled again. And this time it just let loose. I could not for whatever God knows what happened. It just let loose in my pants and I could not hold it in. And it just got everywhere. And, yeah, that was the time I shit my pants at work. Um, While well, delivering pizza, uh, what I did was I just went straight home, got into the shower with my pants on, and just uh, took a shower with my clothes on, and oh man, it was bad. It was bad. Um, last story for LGS horror stories, and this one's probably the worst one. This is worse than um, the the husband and wife couple that I told. Uh, so this guy was uh, enjoy Mike forty nine, I think it is E N G O I Mike. 49 yeah enjoy mike so he was at fnm one night and there was a mill versus lantern match oh my god fucking worst story ever can you imagine how miserable that match must have been mill versus lantern jesus christ talk about wanting to scoop my eyes out and never play magic again holy shit so that's the podcast there folks we ended on that note with me pooping my pants and mill versus lantern um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and um, yeah, uh, if you have any LGS horror stories, feel free to shoot them at me at mtgzubi at gmail.com, or facebook.com slash or on Twitter at magicwithzoobie. Have a great night, everybody.